0: Ladies and gentlemen, here we go again. I am your host, David Espinoza, and this is Unload the Bar, episode 36. And Unload the Bar is on all the podcast platforms out there. iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, the podcast app for iOS, and many, many others. Go on there, subscribe to the show, then you rate the show review the show and share the damn show please do all those things for me if you can because it will be a huge help for the show to be more exposed to other people and other countries out there we are getting known out there and in australia and 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 so many other countries so thank you so much for the people that have and the people that haven't thank you so much for listening and 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 push it up a little subscribe rate review and share it and i also want to thank the artists that let me use their material on this episode so let me thank apache tomcat thank you guys so much for letting me use your song on this episode and i will leave links in the show notes so you guys can go ahead and check the material out and then you can support the show follow us on the socials Instagram and Facebook all under the same name. Unload the bar and shoot us an email unload the bar at gmail.com. Send us questions, send us feedback. Let us know how we can improve on the show. This episode is going to be um, different. Uh, I know I say that a lot, um, but uh, this is truly. Uh, pretty deep and pretty uh uh, just it's different um uh, my guest here today is uh my boy uh Jaime Flores Uh, he's been on the show before he was part of the he was one of the competitors for the, the physique physique competition that I judged and um I had him come on, and I wanted to talk to him about his fitness journey because I was just so impressed on what he was able to do in a short period of time to get ready for that competition. But um, we started recording, and uh, we started talking about his life and how he grew up, and we got into it really deep. Um, He grew up in a group home. He was ripped away from his, uh, his family, him and his uh, siblings. Um, he talks about that and he goes into detail on what happened and growing up uh, in a group home, in multiple group homes and trying to be in the straight and narrow path, going through that. And we talked about that for like the first 50 minutes of the conversation. It was just fascinating to me on, on, on how he grew up the things that he went through, um, and how he is today me talking to him, I would have never thought he went through the stuff that he went through. Absolutely. not. you, you talk to this guy and he's just, you know, he's joking around. He has a smile on his face. He's always trying to have a good time. You know, he, he, he looks like he has no problems, no issues anything but we got into it really really deep and it's a little bit of a, a a tearjerker and there was times where i was just speechless i didn't know where to go and take it from there but it was um yeah it was uh, i enjoyed having this conversation with him and he um and he's looking to to you know turn this negative part of his life and turn into something positive and talking to other kids out there that are currently going through the same thing. So it was a fascinating conversation. Uh, We do get into his fitness journey, probably like the last 20 to 30 minutes. But uh, I I really do think um, these first 50 minutes are just uh, something to listen to. So without further ado, give it up for my boy, Jaime.
1: Flores. Yeah, I, I converse all the time, no matter you I know mean, any subject,
0: on anything. Yeah. Like what? So, were well, you just like one of those guys that can just has like a... I like I have
1: stories. I have um my past ex- my past life experiences based on how I grew up uh-huh. and you know where I'm at. And um honestly, um I'm at a level where um actually I've been trying to reach out to um. The youth, because uh-huh. I used to grow up in a group home back in the day. Oh, yeah. And I actually got in contact with the social worker. And when he told me he was a social worker, I shook his hand because I know what they do mm. for the kids. He, he's a social worker just for the same kids that I used to grow up with. Mm. And so I wanted to be a speaker for those kids because, unfortunately, a very high percentage, probably like 90% of those kids, don't make it past the group home life. Oh, like really? They're... they're, they're I don't want to call them pieces of shit but they end up in the wrong on the wrong side of the law, you know. Mm-hmm. And they end up struggling because there's no guidance, there's no um and there's no need to continue that path, mm-hmm. you know. So I I made it I I was in group for like fuck, eight. I mean, in and out of my whole life, but the last one probably like 8 years straight.
0: So so like it, when you talk about guidance is like the people that that watch you, your your your, your guardians or whatever. Yeah. They they just are they just there just to watch you or are they, they, they they don't really they, you can tell like they don't really give a shit about anybody or kids a, or what? There's
1: two situations a kid can be in, a foster a foster and this is from my knowledge, a foster home, uh, which you live with the family. So uh, that family takes care of you and you know, they adopt you or whatever the case may be. In a group home you're living with a bunch of other kids from different uh, backgrounds under one roof and each kid has their own situations and issues and why they're there. Mm. whether they're runaways or whether their parents abuse them in some way or shape or form mm. and for the most part when you're in a group home the staff member they're just there to watch you mm. i mean they depending on the location and the, and the system the, the program in itself because um, i don't think there's any guidance but depending on the program in itself um the last group homes i was have i was at i was going to therapy like five times four four five times a week so
0: they do offer a therapy
1: yeah okay There's that's different cool Different therapists behavioral therapists uh, anger uh management you know there uh. are programs out there but it's up to the kid to, to uh not really take advantage because it's kind of like you have to go through these therapies but mm. what he gets out of it it's up to him you know yeah, yeah.
0: so I, did it help you out
1: um personally i don't think so i was never a bad no. kid i was never a troubled kid um
0: if you don't mind me asking no, like no, what no, happened no. though well, why, why, why were why you in the, yeah, why are you? Mm,
1: uh, sexual molestation. Okay. Yeah. I mm. don't mind it because, um, it happens to a lot of fucking kids for uh-huh. not, not, none of their fault, you know? Yeah. For whatever fucking reason, my stepdad, uh, uh, molested me and my, and you know, just me. And, um. For years. And, you know, obviously because he's older, he threatened to like, you know, don't talk shit or don't tell no one I'm gonna beat your ass or kill you, whatever. Mm. For a long time. Um it it happened and all of a sudden it stopped and then the next thing you know, I had to uh you know, cops found out mm. and I I was thrown into a group home and then me and my family just pretty much broke up.
0: Oh, after that, huh? Yeah. So everybody just went their own <clears throat> separate ways in like other groups or other homes um, or
1: we got split up. We got split up uh me and my bro- me and my two brothers went to a uh, like a juvenile detention center kind of in, back in Cali yeah and then my sister went to um, like a foster home and she was there for a long time and me uh-huh. and my two brothers we kind of like jumped uh, from that place to another group home mm-hmm. and they you know, they try to keep us together as close as we can, but the lady yeah. who was who was running the group home had like different houses. So we were all pretty much split up within that company, I mm-hmm. guess you could say. And eventually my aunt came into the picture and um, she took over custody of my three siblings, except for me. And I, mm-hmm. I I looked at the house and I was like, this is a fucking zoo. This is not like nothing I want to be at. Meanwhile, my, my three siblings were like, hell yeah, we're all about it because they want to get out the group home system. Uh-huh. That ended up being a real bad situation for so them. you
0: they let you decide oh yeah if you could stay or if you want to stay or go yep. oh wow really I chose and how to stay old were you when you uh decided to
1: do that uh when I decided to stay or when I got into yeah. the system
0: so both
1: okay I was taken I was the oldest I'm the oldest mm-hmm. I got taken away uh, from my family at 12 uh-huh. uh, March 14th I think it was March 14th because I think uh it was 14th or 17th 1993 I believe it was Mm -hmm. yeah so I was probably like 11 years old give or take Uh and uh, but around the same time I met my father I met my father Uh my biological dad okay so just before that Uh and that's a whole story I can tell too but again I don't know how much time we (laughs) (laughs) have. oh you're gonna do
0: this yeah this is this is my podcast dude I can just we can go on forever and ever if we want to
1: yeah so um I uh, so I go to I go to school, you know, and then next thing you know I I I go I go home and some cops, you know, I used to live in Echo Park, so okay. when a cop is, you know, I'm walking home from school and a cop pulls by and looks down your your um your your corridor to your apartment complex, mm-hmm. no biggie, you know, we see them all the time. Yeah. Next thing you know I'm getting ready because my dad, who I just met, just bought uh my you know. Classes for karate classes. i mean here. I'm getting ready, putting on my little gi, as they call it, or whatnot, i'm uh, yeah, ready yeah. to go. And next thing you know, there's a knock on the door. And being a little nosy mm. as kids, I'm looking, I'm looking.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And then the same cops I just saw pass by. Uh-huh. So they're sitting there jaw jacking it up with my mom, like, mm-hmm. hey, you know, talking. And the next thing you know, they tell me and my siblings to pack your shit. We're going to whatever they sent us, some office. Mm-hmm. So I'm over here thinking we're gonna come back to my mom's house, and you know, they say, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we're going to do that. And uh, they uh, we're in this room, a bunch of kid toys, me, my siblings. We're all just messing around, clowning around. Mm. And next thing you know, I noticed like it's it's gotten pretty late. Like, mm. are we going somewhere or what? Yeah. we find out the whole time they were just processing us to go to different locations, mm. different group homes. We got split up. Um, I went to McLaren Hall, me and my two brothers. My sister went to a foster home. And she was there for years again i mean then me and my brother went me and my two brothers went to another an actual group home a Mm -hmm. lady she had her own five houses or whatnot and then we i was there for several years Uh and then and then out of nowhere here comes my aunt who i remember her when i was younger Uh i I don't know how she got in contact with us i don't know how she found us yeah but she pretty much told the court that that she was a family member somehow Mm -hmm. i don't know if she's my mom's sister or you know as latinos everyone's your everybody's co- your co- yeah. <laughs> somehow <Right>? some way <laughs> exactly <laughs> so um she eventually got custody of my three siblings okay and i chose not to so I, at that age uh, what age i think i was like 14 years old i chose not to and
0: so she, you said that she it was like it was just fucking it was a crazy it was a crazy house
1: so it was because uh
0: she had her own family in there Bro, and just
1: she had Dogs in the back. She had dogs in the back, like uh-huh. five of them. Oh, she had shit. chickens. She had squirrels. She, I think, she was trying to get horses or cows, and she didn't really, like, yeah, she didn't have like a land for that stuff. And she had like,
0: so what the fuck was all these animals stay? You know <laughs> that scene from Ace Ventura when he's like <laughs> opening his apartment yeah, yeah, and like all that, these animals? Yeah. <laughs> like, what the hell? And she's posing like that too. <laughs> shit.
1: So I, I, I decided like, and you know, and it was over already overcrowded because my mm. aunt and my uncle. Yeah, my other uncle, uh, her mom, and I think that was it. And this, this is a small, like probably three bedroom spot.
0: Oh, she had no kids. Okay. had No
1: kids, and it was just bad news. Yeah, bad yeah. news. And over the years, it got progressively worse. That she mistreated my family, my brothers and my sister. Uh-huh. She mistreated them. I heard my my I heard stories about like how, um, she would punish them on their knees on rocks. You know, sure. and, uh, my, like not feeding my brothers, um, my, actually one of my brothers ended up getting a mouth infection cause he was eating food from the trash cause he was hungry.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah.
1: And maybe, I don't know if it was because he hung, he was hungry or because he just wanted to keep eating. Who knows? Uh-huh. But yeah, he had a mouth infection. My little brother, Gabriel, um, always ran, not ran away, but like always got caught up with the law. Like since he was real young, uh-huh. you know, he's getting. In trouble going to 7-Eleven and stealing, and he get caught, and they go mm-hmm. to the house and say, Hey, we found Gabriel um stealing from 7-Eleven mm-hmm. and my my aunt putting on a little innocent act. Um, no, um, no, we're good family type shit. But yeah. she mistreats them like handcuffs them to punish them and all types of shit. And guess what? When my siblings would bring this shit up to authorities, like they uh. wouldn't believe.
0: Exactly the way. There you go. Yeah. Uh-huh.
1: Fucking winter. And I felt bad being the older brother, not doing my part because I would do. Uh-huh. I would visit. Yeah. But then, the way my aunt would manipulate us, as in my little brother Gabriel or David, um, always being troub- troublesome kids and mm-hmm. always getting punished for that shit. Yeah.
0: And when where was your mom and all this?
1: Ooh, that's another story, bro. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> shit. All right. So, if you want to talk about my mom, we could. I'm down for it. Uh huh. So.
0: Well, it's, I mean, it's fascinating because all this is stuff is going on simultaneously. and simultaneously. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, she, I mean, you think that she didn't, she didn't know anything that was going on. So
1: when my stepdad was doing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, you,
0: you, so, so that, and then you guys get taken away from her, mm-hmm. you know, you guys get separated and then your, your, your aunt comes in and you know, she takes over and she takes your, your, your brothers and sisters. You stay. So I'm like, okay, well, where's the mom where's then? my
1: mom? Let me tell you about my mom, okay? So before my aunt got into the picture, uh-huh. this is a fucking fucked up story. This is a sad story right here, man. So brace your tears, homie. <laughs> here we tears. go. Here we go. All right, you guys, here we Hold go. Seats. <laughs> so my, mom, my aunt, first of all, is a fucked up individual. Mm. And I'm going to tell you that why other than what the fuck I know about her. Mm. So when I was probably 13 years old, first of all, in the beginning of the whole, of the whole being in a group home, my mom got visitation rights. Okay. Mm -hmm. She, so every weekend I would go visit her or every few weekends I would go visit her, you know, Uh. whatever the schedule was back then. And so one weekend my mom hits me up and again, just as planned, here I am about to go, you know, go on another weekend visit Mm -hmm. with my mom. And she hits me up. She's like, Hey, I'm on my way. Me home. I was like, all right, cool mom. Here I am. Got my shit packed up. Right. And then, um, this was way before cell phones, obviously. Um, she tells me she's on her way and I'm packed up. She was supposed to be that like at 7 or whatever it was. Mm. And 7.15 comes by, 7.30 comes by. I <clears> try to call her, you know, like, where are you at? She says she's on her way. 9 o'clock comes around and fucking 12 midnight. Mm. She never fucking showed up. Oh wow! And here I am, little ass fucking kid, emotional as fuck, with the fucking backpack, ready to go handle business with my mom. You know, go fucking uh-huh. do whatever it is. I don't yeah, even yeah. shit. Uh-huh. You know, she never shows up. Uh-huh. And I haven't. I didn't even hear from her from age twelve, and I found her at age twenty three on the internet. I looked for her on the internet. I had oh wow! No clue. I didn't hear no letters, no calls, no cards, no. No, no letters, nothing.
0: Uh-huh. And you didn't. You, I mean, after that, you didn't go out and reach out to her or try to call her or
1: write a mail um, or anything. I I think I called. I think I called <coughs> the, number, the last number that she was known at, and uh, mm-hmm. she didn't live there anymore or was disconnected. One of the two. Mm-hmm. So I had no way to get in contact with her. Nothing. And over the years, I went went on. I, she was a mystery to me. Wow. She just stopped. Cold blooded. Never called me for an ex- uh, reason or anything, right?
0: So when so when she so when she didn't uh, obviously you were upset yeah. when she didn't show up. Hell yeah. So I mean you were pissed off and you just you were so angry that you didn't even bother calling her or anything like that, right? Or I
1: think the times at that time when I was waiting for her, I, I did make attempt to make a phone calls. Uh-huh. Nobody nothing. picked up. Nothing. Nobody picked up. Hmm. And so. So real quick, so from 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 that time, age I don't know, thirteen, I could have been thirteen, mm. to about 17,
0: mm.
1: 16 or seventeen, mm. I didn't hear from her, mm. and at, by by seventeen, I'm already in a different group home. I'm already in Hollywood, right?
0: Uh, oh, so they kept moving you. You didn't stay in one spot the whole entire time. They kept exactly, moving yeah. you.
1: Uh, well, I was in one spot. For, I was in that first spot for probably like. Uh, three years, uh-huh. three four years, yeah, give or take, and I got I was getting into tr- trouble at that spot. So okay. that eventually, again, being a kid, nobody believes you. You know, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, the staff at that last place was just being idiots, mm. and I me, mean, I was being a smart ass too. You know? Oh yeah, but yeah, but I mean, I mean, you're a kid though, though yeah, too. Exactly. It's like
0: it's like uh, I mean it's no excuse but at the same time it's like dude we're, we're at, at i mean i can't I, I like i'll think about the stuff that i did mm-hmm. between the age even from like even younger from the ages of like seven all the way up to like 21 22 it's like i mean come on dude i mean uh, it's stuff that i wouldn't do down today but i mean yeah i mean you're a fucking kid you're yeah. trying to figure things out all this stuff that's going on with you—I mean, you're trying to—it's—it's—it's it's, it's just a whirlwind of things in your head. So I mean, I get it. Why, you know, you're mm-hmm. just—you
1: know—crazy shit. Yeah, I, I've been in fights. I've been here and there, but for this particular reason, I was getting into trouble, and the staff was like, you know, they had a system to get you in trouble, like punish you. Not really mm-hmm. beating, which was cool. Yeah, but like uh, it was a point system. The more points you had, the you know, the the higher the allowance that you were getting. So they kind of like not really bribed you, but hey, if you behave, you're going to get a, everyone gets an allowance. But the more you behave, the more money you get. The least mm. you behave, you might get zero for an allowance. You know? Oh, they give you money. Yeah. 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 So, which was cool. You know, mm-hmm. kind of kept this in check. But some people, some cases didn't care. Well, how much money did they give you? Oh, man. I don't remember. No. But I think. They owed me. Oh, they owe you money? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they did. I tried like, to fight hey, it. you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to fight it. I think I called my social worker one time. What? So, anyways, so up until, so um, at age probably 15 or 16, I got kicked out of that group home, mm-hmm. the first one, mm-hmm. you know? And so they found me a new place in Hollywood. It was a place called, uh, well, it's, yeah, it's yeah. in Hollywood. Uh-huh. Uh, and it's still there, as a matter of fact. I just drove oh, by wow. the other week. Oh, shit. Uh, that last weekend. So, anyways, I was in Hollywood. And in Hollywood, so this is where, this, where, this is where my, my aunt becomes a fucking creature of Hellspawn, you know? Mm. In Hollywood, first of all, throughout that time, I, yet I didn't know who, where my mom was. And it was always a touchy subject. Like, every time um, I talked about my mom, I would always burst in tears.
0: And what of, was the, how old were you at this, at this time? Hollywood,
1: uh, uh, I think 16, 17, mm-hmm. you know, I, I don't remember really. Yeah. But, um, I was like, well, 16, 17, I went to Hollywood and I had not still known, not known where my mom was. Mm. And, um, at this place, at this place where I was at had a, it was a three story, uh, three story building. Mm. Um, the girls were on the third floor. The boys were on the second floor. And downstairs was just like where everyone met up like hung out during like hangout hours. I like guess. Yeah. And each floor had a payphone. Mm-hmm. So we would use the payphone. It was free for us, you know. We would use the payphone to either reach out or people would call in. And sometimes, you know, you, the, we, we were on the party line. Pick up the payphone. The party line. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> start listening to the party lines and you just hear girls in the background. Everyone's trying to. It's like. Before Yahoo Messenger or Yahoo uh, chat rooms came out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: No, yeah. I mean, I remember back in high school, uh, yeah, they had the party lines. You hit them up, and then they tell you where the parties were going to be at for the weekend. And then, yeah.
1: Even though we couldn't go nowhere.
0: Really? So you just did it? (laughs) You just did it just to talk to some girls on the phone. You're like, oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Which, um,
1: (laughs) fuck, so much, I can tell you. But anyways, Uh, so at the payphone, we would get calls. mm -hmm. Well, one day, (laughs) excuse me, one day. Um, I get a phone call Mm -hmm. and somebody picked it up and they say, hey, Jaime, it's it's for you. It's your mom. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, what? Mm -hmm. My mom. So I get on the phone and there's this lady talking kind of innocent, you know, kind of with a Cuban accent, mm-hmm. and trying to fake that Cuban accent. But the, in my head, I'm thinking it's my mom and I'm asking her questions. Where the fuck you been? Mm-hmm. Blah, blah, blah. And she tells me she's sorry. And I don't I don't remember the I don't remember the real conversation, mm-hmm. but I'm balling out, man. Cause I'm just yeah. like, I felt abandoned at the time, you know? Yeah. yeah. And, and I'm just crying and crying and crying. Right. And then later on, after I hung up with her, I get to thinking, it's my fucking aunt. Uh-huh. She fucking crank. She prank called me. So she
0: pretended to be your she mom. My mom, uh-huh.
1: and again, I remember the conversation. I wish I did, but she uh-huh. was like, "I don't know what she she was saying," but I it was my aunt. So why do you think she did that? I don't know, man. She's the the fact that she mistreats my family. Who uh-huh. knows what else she? I'm gonna tell you another thing, man. Fuck. <laughs> there was one time I used to I used to game out a lot. Uh-huh. I used to game out a lot and I had all these video games uh-huh. and um, one time I came home because at at one at one point after I was 18 again I got kicked out of the last place mm-hmm. of that place too yeah. so I was older I got kicked out and I ended up moving in with my aunt mm-hmm. I think I went to work and came back and my aunt showed me a stack of my video games all scratched up bro all scratched up and my comic book like a, a good comic book a thick one like a graphic novel mm-hmm. torn and she told, she told me look what your brother did and blah 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 My brother wouldn't do that. He knows he loves my brother. Loves me, Uh and he knows what the kind of things I like. And he wouldn't fuck with my shit. Yeah. But she told me this so I can beat his ass, Uh and I didn't beat his ass. I gave him a look and I played the part, Uh but I knew he was innocent. And the reason why I know is because the CD had all these scratches around the whole circle. Uh But she points and look, look. This one says "fuck you" on it. Uh How the fuck would you be able to read that? Yeah. So that just tells me that she wrote it. She scratched all my games, yeah, all my CDs, and some of them are pretty good games. I bet, dude. Yeah, fuck I yeah. I mean, dude. those
0: are expensive too, back hell then. Yeah, hell <laughs> yeah, bro. At right that time, we were like fifty. I mean, I mean, probably the same price, but thirty I think bucks gone or something, you know? Really? Yeah. But I mean, shit, dude. That's fucking. That's that's crazy.
1: So I'm thinking, I knew it was her. Uh-huh. My brother was like, "It was not me, bro. It's not me, bro. Uh-huh. It's not me," and I, I knew it wasn't him.
0: So, so why do you, why do you think
1: that? That, because it, it
0: sounds like she was just had this this hatred, you know, whether I don't know if she had a hatred with you guys or she had this hatred just built up inside and she had to just take it
1: out on somebody. Yeah, I don't know, man. She's you crazy, know? and I've seen her several years ago, and she's sick mm-hmm. looking. She, bro, hold mm-hmm. on real quick, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm jumping back and forth. You no, know, no, that's fine. It's fine. It's okay. fine. Yeah, yeah. My first deployment. Going to Kuwait, Kuwait, um, Iraq, Kuwait area. Mm-hmm. My first deployment, I'm in MOB station. And at this time, I d- I had not talked to her for probably like three years. Mm. And she hits me up out of nowhere on my old ass fucking phone. I forgot which one it was. And I was. she was like, hi, man. And I was like, oh, what's up, Tia? You know, mm-hmm. how you been? Blah, blah, blah. She was like, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. And she was like, hey, do me a favor. Yeah, I was like, yeah, what's up? She's like, don't ever call us again. Hmm. And I'm like, what? what are you uh, meanwhile, everyone's fucking racked out. Everyone's this mm-hmm. probably this must have been like one o'clock in the morning. Uh-huh. You know? And she's like, Don't ever call us again. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Don't ever call you again. I haven't talked to you in like three years. Where the fuck is this coming from? Uh-huh. And so she starts talking that shit to me. And I that's when I let her know. I was like, you know what, Thea? Fuck you. You ruined my fucking family. Mm-hmm. You're gonna go to hell. You're gonna get yours. And she was like, No, you got no, you're gonna get yours. God's gonna punish. She was like, I haven't done nothing. Mm-hmm. I'm a fu- I've been a good kid. this my whole life. I've had my fights and I've gotten in trouble. Yeah. But yeah, 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 It was yeah. never my fault. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but she started talking that shit and I told her, I was like straight out, you're going to get yours. Mm-hmm. And then several years later I saw her and she's like, she looks, I think she, she looks ill, like super skinny. She's short, mm-hmm. super skinny mm-hmm. and just looks withered away. And mm-hmm. so I know like that's, that's that punishment, yeah, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. You fucked up my family. I, t- I blame her for my family mm. and the way they are now. Mm. I got two brothers in and out of jail. My sister, she's doing good, actually. My sister's doing real good. Mm. She's been with her boyfriend for, like, uh, probably 20 years. I don't even oh, Probably more than that. Oh, wow. You know, they're good together. Um, He's a cool guy. I like him. Mm. But I blamed her because it's bad enough that we were in a really bad environment mm. living with my mom and my stepdad. Then we moved into a group home, mm. which wasn't a bad gig. Yeah. Honestly, it wasn't a bad gig. All mm. you have to do is just be good. Yeah. You know? that's, and it. that's it. And then they, they, and they went from the group home to my aunt's hands, which was so bad, dude, mm. so bad. And again, being an older brother, I felt like guilty not protecting them better. Mm. But I can't, I'm only visiting. I can't, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. if I was living there, I probably would have been more, you know, protective of them. Yeah. But man the- sto- i i'm on the stories that they would tell me like it's like a dungeon room uh-huh. yeah well,
0: sounds, from from what you've told us right now it's like it sounds like shit that you would see in a fucking movie yeah. or like in a book mm-hmm. or like sometimes like like you know you're flipping the channels and you hear about how these uh, these parents that how they treat their kids, how they they lock them up in the fucking basement, and mm-hmm. then they're chained up most oh of the God, fucking yeah. day, and it's just like it was just like the the, the one that was just a couple of years ago where they like they had all their kids and the, and like chained up in the bed, and then for most of the day, and then I think one of them like escaped, and they ran, and then they fucking go, and then they they ran up to to. to I guess I was the first person that they saw, mm-hmm. in hand. and then they told her the whole thing. What was going on? And the cops went over there, and then I got the whole neighborhood was shocked because they, everybody thought they yeah. were just a nice, happy family and shit. And I was like, "What the fuck?" And the stories, and it's like, like what fucking possesses you to fucking be that way? And, and to, I mean, these are your fucking kids. Yeah, these are your, you're like your flesh, your blood. These are the the, the 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 life that you brought into this world. They. From um, your loins. Yeah, dude. It's just like, it's fucking crazy how you, I mean, I, and like, I have, I have two kids of my own and I can't even imagine doing something like that to them, dude. And it's just like, I can't even picture it. Like, uh, how can anybody do this? It gets me so upset, especially now that I'm on, you know, I'm a dad now. Mm-hmm. It's just like, I can't, even, I can't just Got the him. thought yeah just the thought of it it's just like why would you want to do that to your kids i mean your kids don't know shit mm-hmm. about this about the world about life about anything and you, you expose them to this kind of stuff it's like uh, obviously there's something wrong there you know but but did your aunt did, do you know anything like about her background? Maybe she grew up in it like a real bad way, or I don't know, like nothing. I don't know about a you never asked her like <clears throat> questions, like anything like that, huh?
1: No, I n- I don't know much of her, her life, her background mm-hmm. before she picked us up. But um, she had a brother, and he's real. I'm real cool with him, mm-hmm. and I know, I know for a fact that anytime he, he punished my siblings in any way, shape, or form, uh-huh. was because she would tell him some bullshit story that he was probably getting mad and. And he, he, I spoke to him about it recently. I, I forgave him. I, like, I don't, I don't hate you for punishing my siblings mm-hmm. because, for the most part, I'm sure you were manipulated. And mm-hmm. he told me he was like, yeah, he felt bad every fucking time, every wow. time he like beat him or hit him or whatever. Mm-hmm. He felt bad because he knew like she, that my aunt creates stories, creates mm-hmm. these fucking situations so that they can look like fucking bad kids. Mm-hmm. So my little brother Gabriel ended up running. One by one, everyone started running away.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: One by one, but my two brothers, they end—they just end up like my brother Gabriel in and out of jail. Right now, he's in jail for like seven years for some bullshit. And you know, I try to—I try to help him out. My mm-hmm. brother David—I only talk to him probably once every four or five years. Yeah. So pretty much, our whole family has been split up. Yeah. From, from ever since then. Yeah.
0: Oh, wow.
1: Uh, that side of the family uh-huh. has been split up for for a really long time. So for
0: a long time. Yeah. So uh, so <clears throat> so when so when did you get released from the the home when were you when able I to do, so when you turned 18 <laughs> yeah um you turned 18 almost so, 19 oh so almost 19 yeah. uh what was your plan or what would you do like right when you got released
1: so here's what happened um i got arrested at 18 mm-hmm. from the last group home mm-hmm. and it, it, I got arrested for some... First of all, now that I think about it, being 18 years old, I got arrested because I didn't want to go to sleep. Oh, yeah? Yeah. The <laughs> fucking staff kept coming into my room and saying, hey, you need to go to bed. And I'm like, yet again, I'm gaming now. I'm like, hold on, let me let me finish with this level, which was a long level. It's an RPG game. So the thing can be long. Okay, yeah, yeah. And she kept yeah, I saw you in. playing it right now yeah, <laughs> before we started recording Different game. <laughs> um, so, but that's more because I'm out of boredom, I'm like, uh, at work. But anyways... So she was going to write me up Mm. and I'm like, what? McKee, no, don't fucking write me up. So I go after her. Not not, not threatening, but like try to talk to her as a normal human being. Yeah. And she locked herself in the fucking office and she called the office upstairs and they said, Mm. hey, call the cops. So the cops came and they, you know, manhandled me. I'm like, Mm. bro, it's not your job to put me to sleep.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Mm. I'm not breaking the law. Yeah. So
1: out of anger and frustration, I slammed my head, my own head, into the into a wired glass. You know oh, the shit. prison wire glasses with the wires in. The oh, way? okay, yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, So I was like, "Fuck!" Just I was, I was like this, and I was like, "Fuck!" And I was like, bah. Mm. And the cop was like, "Well, now destruction of property. I have to take you in. What? We pay for this shit. Yeah. The group home, group homes get money for having each kid in there about four four grand or so back then. Oh wow. Yeah, we, we pay for this shit. Well, mm-hmm. I ended up paying for it. Sure, and I got in trouble. I got arrested. So we're, the place I was at. Uh. <laughs> it's in Hollywood, uh. and um, it's right next to Florentine Gardens, which is okay. a club, uh-huh. and then right next to the, court. it's in between Florentine Gardens and a, and a courthouse. Okay. So when I got arrested, I went to the courthouse next door, uh. slept there for like a day or two, and I got released and just walked my happy ass right over. Right back home. <laughs> yeah. I was like, okay, cool. Next. <laughs> <laughs> so then, um, but because I was 18, they decided to kick me out. Uh. And luckily for me, they had a program called uh, the Independent Living Program, mm. which was ran by the same people who was running um, where I was at, the last mm. place I was at. And um, it was cool. They had yeah. they had a set of rules that were easy. Have a job, pass a drug test, pay your rent, mm. and, and along the bills. So the whole program was just to emancipate you mm. from group home life to independent life, you know? Yeah. And easy, hundred dollars a rent. Okay, that was it. Passed mm-hmm. my drug test. I wasn't. A, I'm not a drug head, so I. Mm-hmm. That's cake. Went to school and I had a full time job. That was easy.
0: That's it. Oh, so where were you going to school?
1: Uh, at the time, I was going to um, LACC, uh-huh. Los Angeles Community College, and that was it.
0: So what were you going for?
1: I was undecided. I was just. You, you know, just like, wanted to go yeah, yeah, general yeah. education. Uh huh. I mean, I had ideas. I wanted to be a computer graphics animator or whatever, you uh-huh.
0: know. let fucking video games.
1: Or, or or work at Pixar or wherever. Uh, or yeah. something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> and eventually I changed. I ended, Over the years, I ended up changing my degree. But um, I had a job and I actually went to an all-girls school. That was my high school at the time. <laughs> yeah, believe it or not. <laughs> how
0: did <does> that happen? <laughs> how, you got accepted, how do you get accepted in an all-girls <laughs> well, school? <laughs> all these stories,
1: man. I'm telling you. So... Um, if you want to know all girl school part, yeah, I
0: mean, that's I mean I've never heard of a, a male getting accepted to an all girl school.
1: Um, it was two thousand nineteen ninety eight, and you can't assume my gender back then. I'm just kidding. The what? <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> Nowadays everyone's like, oh, you can't assume my gender. <laughs> no. Um. Okay. So the place I was at, um, was owned by the Salvation Army. Uh-huh. and the Salvation Army had a well, hold on. First, let me back a bit. I used to go to Hollywood High School. In mm-hmm. Hollywood High School, I was getting into more trouble than I needed to. Mm-hmm. You know, for stupid shit. I wasn't a gangster. I wasn't a fucking. Again, I was never a troublemaker. Yeah. But I've gotten my fair share of being in trouble. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> which might contradict my statement. I don't know. But um, no, you're. You
0: you're, I mean you're a kid, <laughs> yeah, dude. Exactly. I mean, fucking. I, I mean, to 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 my mom, I'm a fucking <clears throat> saint. Because I never got her I never got in trouble. And with law for, with with the law or yeah. whether uh, you know, anything like she like be like, Oh my god, David, are you fucking kidding me? Mm-hmm. You know, nothing like that, but I mean I mean, if I tell her, I mean, there's even story like like one time she uh she opened up my drawer and she found fucking like all these porn magazines. <laughs> oh <Whoa, laughs> like, shit! Like like she <laughs> like all these like fucking porn magazines and and then she uh she called me over and she's like she sat me down and she was like they didn't raise her voice or anything and she was like David, what is this shit? And uh, uh and I told her the truth. i like, hey, I sell these. Is <laughs> that the truth? No, that's honestly the truth. Mm, okay like, I'm not judging you, man. <laughs> no, 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 man. Were they like uh, pre-sticky? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so so my my friend uh she lived next door to me and it was insane. So she had like this shed in her backyard and she said that her uncle was a fucking pervert. Like he had like all these fucking porn uh tapes and magazines. So, and then we didn't believe her. Me and a couple of my other boys were like, yeah, we don't fucking believe you, whatever. And she's like, come on, and I'll show you. And then we went to the shed, and there's all, like, wall to wall of just, like, videotapes and, like, stacks of, like, these porn magazines. And she was like, if you guys want them, you guys can take them so we're like okay so we took some so my couple of my boys took some and i took some and i took a like a couple of magazines as well and i would fucking slang the shit in high school like i was i think i was like 16 17 years old and i knew these fucking little horny little nerdy kids yeah and i told them, like hey i got porn tapes so i got magazines and do you want some and then they're like, yeah, like, well, give me like, uh, I think it was like five bucks or ten yeah. bucks. I told them, balling, yeah. yeah, And then they would fucking buy them. And they're like, here you go. And I'll bring them to school, and then they'll buy them, and then that's it, dude. But I mean, but stuff like that, she'll like catch me with with stuff like that, or and you like, told her you sold them, yeah. yeah, yeah. I told Did she her that. It sold, you? Yeah, what? She made a... She made it believable that she bel- <laughs> that she trusted <laughs> me. Like okay. I'm like, okay, David? And I'm like, yeah. what are you thinking? Of that? And I showed her the money that I had <laughs> on me. It's like, yeah. it wasn't like ball of stacks or anything mm. like that. I don't know. I mean, like, fifty bucks in my wallet or something yeah. like that. It's Like, see, this is where you know I get the money from, and and I buy you know my clothes that you see me buying like every weekend and shit before I go to the house parties and shit, you know. But stuff like that, you know. But I mean, yeah, dude. So. I get what you mean.
1: <clears throat> yeah. Um, so, I don't even know where I was, but I pretty much got so, kicked so, out. So, yeah. So, you got kicked out. Uh,
0: you were going to,
1: um,
0: uh, to oh, community college, and then you went to the all-girls yeah, school. Yeah, I went yeah. to
1: all-girls school. So, in Hollywood, high, Hollywood high school, I was getting into trouble, you know. And I was just like, you know what, this place blows. I need to kick myself. I need to <coughs> kick myself. I'll go to somewhere else. You know, mm-hmm. I can't be getting in trouble. Not on my senior year. Mm. So, oh, actually, it wasn't my senior. Year. I think it was tenth grade, tenth, eleventh grade. And um, <clears throat> and then, so I told the staff, I was like, hey man, I gotta get out of this school. It's 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 not it's not right for me. Mm. Then they tried to take me to I think Marshall Marshall High School, which is in LA near. I don't remember the real the real city name, but it's like near Echo Park, I think. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm sure my listeners will know where it's at, <laughs> yeah. you know, from the area. <laughs> but um, I went to Marshall and I took a tour and I saw a bunch of fucking. Sadly, I saw a bunch of like strollers. Mm. It was like common to see strollers r- parked in the hallways of the fucking school. Oh, shit. Yeah. Mm. So, you know young young moms you know Mm -hmm. and i'm like oh okay whatever and then they decided i wasn't good enough for that school Mm -hmm. like should i be pushing a stroller too i don't know Uh, you know so i was like all right whatever so eventually the place i was (coughs) staying at was connected with another group home for women for girls young girls Mm -hmm. pregnant teens and they because that's that property had their own homeschool as you can say downstairs they allowed me to go attend that school mm. so it was more like a private school okay know? it wasn't open to the public or anything mm. it was a private school and so for like two like two years or so i don't remember mm. my, my numbers could be give or take off doesn't mean i'm a liar i'm making shit yeah. up yeah <laughs> um uh i was going to the school i have pictures man I yeah it. yeah I got pictures that show like Uh me being the only guy with a bunch. of. So you were the
0: only male in that one school
1: and that, and that all girl school all together. There was probably three of us because we were all in the same situation. Uh It was me, my boy, Chris, and then I forgot the other guy's name, but he was real cool, man. And again, we were all in a group home and we all stayed in in, at my last place together. Mm -hmm. So we would be driven down to this place. Yeah. But we were the only guys and it it was me and me and uh, how big was the school? Not big. It was. It wasn't. Big. I'm trying to think of. A, let me think of a spot around here. It wasn't all that big. Mm-hmm. But but still, though, it was a hundred year old building, and that place was haunted. Oh these shit, girls would really? tell me like, like obviously, I'm not allowed to go upstairs with the girls uh-huh. to sleep. Uh-huh. You know, and I was being watched like a motherfucker. You know, uh-huh. so
0: so you already. I mean, you were <clears> you were portrayed like this uh, troublemaker.
1: Oh uh, yeah, they they were just they did they, they they didn't want me, inseminating all these girls. <laughs> <laughs> What
0: yeah. I mean, but I mean, it's it's funny though when when you're put in those situations, those women probably looked at you like, oh, bro, like you were like this. I you was know, meat. Yeah, so like meat. Yeah, I was It's funny though too, cause like I'm not trying to, you know, I'm not trying to uh, talk shit or anything, but even like at work, right? Mm-hmm. Like, um, where I used to work at, or any of the jobs that I used to have like there'll be females working there and this is like, okay, these females, I probably wouldn't talk to them or I wouldn't even look at them. And mm-hmm. that's probably the wrong thing to say, but I probably wouldn't look at them in that way mm-hmm. if we were out in the public. Right. Mm-hmm. But since we're here for fucking eight, 10, 12 hour days, yeah. you're looking pretty, pretty fucking good to yeah, me. Right yeah. You're absolutely right. man. So, so uh, uh, but it's um, but it's funny though, you know. So those women are probably looking at you and all the dudes like these guys. These are the only males that we see for fucking eight nine hours a day. Yeah. So I've he-
1: had girls tell me later on in the years that their <coughs> baby daddies, because they would get visits from the baby daddies, mm-hmm. would see me. Mm-hmm. within the area mm-hmm. and like mad dog the fuck out of me dude mm-hmm. and i was just like get out of here oh, <laughs> you're the one who, who tagged the girl that you're yeah, yeah you know yeah, yeah, like yeah. not me i'm uh-huh. just there trying to get my education hey yeah yeah. you know here's a picture real quick we went on a on a, on a beach trip and of course you flexing dude yeah <laughs> <laughs> of course when i was 17 years old i was like yeah i'm pretty legit
0: yeah look at you man so, I mean, yeah, you had the abs, you had the shit, everything popping out. Oh, shit. So, at that time, you were working out or doing what? I used to break dance. Okay, so that's how you got it. Yeah.
1: Uh huh. So, you didn't do any kind of lifting or no nothing, anything like that? I was more in shape. Back back in the day, I was more in shape out of the military before I joined the military. And mm-hmm. then when I got in the military, I sort of like, kind of went downhill because mm-hmm. of there's no breakdance military breakdancing team you know <laughs> Yeah, know you should probably start one dude. <laughs> yeah, about why that, not dude.
0: there's fucking uh these uh, softball <clears throat> leagues and all this other shit might as well just start to start doing a, a breakdancing crew
1: right <laughs> um and it would keep you in shape uh-huh but um so that's how I ended up in that in that school. Uh-huh. And I have, like, graduation pictures, you know. Mm-hmm. I graduated from that school uh-huh. with uh, summa cum laude, whatever that oh, means. shit. Yeah. I don't
0: know. It sounds fucking legit, <laughs> Fancy, though. Yeah? yeah. Yeah. Diploma with a
1: certificate. Uh-huh. It was a really good time, man, because all the girls were cool. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, but, yeah, I, I had girls tell me, like, yeah, all the guys would just hate on me, dude. Oh, yeah. I don't give a shit, man. All right,
0: but it must have feel kind of good though in the, yeah. a little bit. In the back, yeah. like, <laughs> <laughs> competition. So so you uh so how long were you in that house that um that you had had the job? One uh, year. So you a, were one year. It was a one after year so program. So after that, you were gone.
1: After that, I uh I, I left. I had to leave. I 'cause so what was cool about that program is I think if I remember they gave you all the money back. Mm-hmm. So rent was a hundred dollars a month, mm-hmm. and you had a roommate. But if your roommate did not pay, your rent wasn't gonna go up. Mm-hmm. You were responsible for your own rent. your own part, yeah, your own part. Mm-hmm. And so I had like three roommates, and one actually, one of them uh, was my best friend for years, mm-hmm. years. I just lost him probably like four years ago to oh, suicide. Sure. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, poor guy, and, and and it sucks because I I felt like I was always there for him, and mm-hmm. you couldn't reach out to me. Yeah. You know, your last resort was that you felt that alone. Mm -hmm. Anyways, that's, that's a different topic. But, um, so after a year, they, uh, I think they gave you the full money back. I don't remember. And Mm -hmm. then you were out, be able to go out and Hey, congratulations. You just emancipated. Yeah. yeah. But I didn't have any plans or anywhere to go. I was still working and I still tried going to school, but, um, I moved in with my aunt, the same Mm -hmm. fucking house bond. Yeah. Um, I moved in with her for a few months, and at the time, my dad, who I was still visiting throughout the years, or he was visiting me throughout the years, he gave me a a bank account for Mm $1,000, and me, not knowing the value of Mm $1,000, I would spend it, not too quickly, but faster than he expected me to, so he gave me another Mm $1,000, and I'd do the same,
0: Mm.
1: and at the time, LA was having a bus strike. Mm -hmm. for like a whole month, I think it was, 1999, 2000, 2000, I think, LA had a bus strike, which affected my, my means to get to work, Mm. um, or school, and I ended up like losing both, Mm. so my dad, once he saw how the money was depleted, he calls me up out of nowhere, and he's like, hey, pack up your shit, you're coming to Vegas, and he was already in Vegas five years prior, Mm. and I was like, Oh well, how long do I have? Here I am thinking he's barely leaving Vegas. I have four hours. He was mm-hmm. like twenty minutes. All right, my dad I never told no. I never said no to my dad. Mm-hmm. So I grabbed my shit, threw in one big ass duffle bag. Mm-hmm. I said goodbye to my aunt. I said goodbye to my uncles. Mm-hmm. I told my family, my brothers and sisters, like, hey, I'm out. Mm-hmm. I, I I can't stay in this overcrowded ass fucking house. Mm-hmm. You know, with dogs and squirrels and pigeons and cats. Mm-hmm. My they they started with two cats. Mm-hmm. Ended up with 19 fucking cats. That's fucking insane. There was a picture. My sister used to take photography. There's mm-hmm. a picture of, I think it was my brother, feeding them, and all these mm-hmm. cats that says, cl- clon- cl- climbing and clawing at <laughs> just like, what? It's a cool <laughs> picture, man. Uh, yeah. And but. so, so <coughs> is, is
0: your dad uh, the father of, the, of your siblings? Uh,
1: just me and my sister. Oh, so just you and your
0: sister? Yeah. And your sister didn't want to go with your dad?
1: I don't, I don't know why my sister didn't decide to go with my dad. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, because I, I, don't, I don't even know if that wasn't even an option. Mm. But I I decided to stay into the system, even though I had a chance to go with my dad, I decided mm-hmm. to stay in the system, because at the time I think, my dad's too strict for me, he's gonna make mm-hmm. me do shit I don't wanna do. I'd rather mm-hmm. just kinda like be a child, you know, be or be whatever, live my life as a young adult or whatever, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, I didn't go. Mm-hmm. And, and because of that, I stayed in the group home long enough to become a ward of the court. Mm. Which means that the state ends up paying your college tuition.
0: Mm. So, so, so your your dad tells you, Hey, we're growing going to Vegas. Vegas. So, you packed your shit, you came here to Vegas, and uh, and you've been living here for like
1: since 2000.
0: Since 2000, November so it was like 19 yeah. years, yeah. Then, yeah. huh? Yeah, 19 and fucking years. Um, so you said that, um, how you kept in shape was breakdancing.
1: Before I came to Vegas, so yeah. before you came to Vegas, <clears> that's where, <throat> that
0: was your thing was breakdancing. Yeah, you had a crew and shit or what? Actually, yeah, we did have a crew. Oh, so what was the name of the crew? Uh, Advanced Creations. Okay, that's not yeah, bad. Not bad. Some of the, and we some, were, of the some of the, some of the, like the it's names. Pretty that corny, I, yeah. Pretty corny. Like we had we had a crew back in the day in high school, and it was breakdancers, It was taggers. It was <laughs> what the fuck. It was breakdancers, taggers. Um what else was there? And just just random people, sugar. yeah, just random people and we used to be called Hack, right? Uh-huh. Say so H A C and that was You that. were in a crew. I was in there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A boy
1: crew or just like a tagging crew.
0: So no like I said, I was in that crew, the one that was all mixed in. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it was it was called Hack. So it was H A C and then it would stand for hyperactive children. Okay. So I was like <laughs> so but uh but yeah we i would try to i would try to learn how to tag and shit no mm-hmm. like it wasn't going my way i was too uncoordinated to be a fucking uh a, a yeah, yeah for a b-boy or anything like that but yeah i had my little my little crew back in the day though too but uh so it was just you uh you got in shape with that and then you saw i showed you showed me the pictures and you're like you look pretty jacked up for 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 being a breakdancer you look pretty massive.
1: Yeah, I, 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 I my, over the years, mm-hmm. my biggest belief was you can do everything naturally. So I stayed away from supplements. I stayed away. Mm-hmm. I, even now I don't do supplements. And if I do a protein shake, it's like probably once a month only because I'm thirsty at the gym and I don't have my fucking water. <laughs> that's it.
0: And that's it. Yeah. So, so so you kept it up, kept, and, did, yeah. and so you kept it up all the way up till you came here to Vegas. Yeah, yeah. and then uh, you didn't do any kind of working out or any kind of uh, break dancing to to keep that in shape or anything when you once you arrived here.
1: Not really. Um, I tried to break. The thing was when I first moved out here, the mm-hmm. the crews or the spots to practice was so hidden or so non-existent. Yeah. For example, right before I came, moved out here to Vegas, there was a place in Hollywood co- called Hope in Hollywood. It was a church. Mm-hmm. And everyone within the, the the a certain amount of distance, whatever it was, mm-hmm. would come all the way down there just to fucking practice, get a session in there. Mm-hmm. You know, friendly battles, practice, whatever. And I, I met like cool casts like Willpower, um, Little Caesars, Crazy Ivan. Um,
0: what was your nickname? Did they have a nickname for you? B-Boy Superman. Oh, boy. Yeah,
1: boy. <laughs> oh, I wonder why they called you that. You know what? I'm going to tell you why. Because I, well, the first day I started breakdancing, I walked in with the Superman shirt. And my okay. boy, Reese. I think everybody
0: back in the day had yeah. one of those Superman my, shirts. I even had
1: one. My boy, Reese, was like, oh, shit, Superman. Uh-huh. Superman. And just stuck with me. Uh-huh. So I have my, my boy, Reese, and uh, you know, D'Angelo, and uh, Rudy, and um, P.G., PG, I still talk to. As a matter of fact, one of my boys I, I first started breakdancing with, he lives out here now and he does oh, his thing. He does the street performers. Yeah. Oh, he still does. He's, he's still pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's good.
0: Oh, shit. So, so. He's not Jabberwocky's
1: good, but he's good.
0: Yeah, Jabberwocky's are fucking insane. They're a whole Yeah, now. I used to those practice guys. with those guys, too. Oh, did you? Yeah, I used
1: to practice with those guys.
0: Oh, shit. So, so, um. So what? Like spots were just hidden. You couldn't figure shit out. You didn't know anybody. So, exactly, I mean, who, like, yeah. like, like who are you going to get in con? Then at that time, it's not like. You can go on MySpace or Facebook yeah, yeah. and find out where like the like the spots mm-hmm. are gonna be at and shit.
1: I remember there was a spot, a hip hop spot downtown, <coughs> and I think it was called a joint. And they mm-hmm. sold. There were more. they were the only store at the time that I know of that was more into the elements of hip hop than any mm-hmm. other place. Mm-hmm. So if you wanted records, you can go there. If you wanted graffiti markers, you can go there. If you wanted you know, shoes, Adidas, whatever, mm. you can go there. Did Look, you said this is downtown? It was downtown. It was like, mm. uh, I think it was like between Bonneville and fuck, Carson. Okay. Yeah. Um. So that was the only place. And then I tried to ask questions and just people were practicing in the garage. Yeah. So there was no like real spot mm. to like. And then, as a matter of fact, there was one spot up at uh, the Desert Breeze Park. Okay. That, but that was short lived. And I still run to those guys every now and then. Oh shit, you know? really? Huh. Some of them still do it, some of them mm-hmm. don't. Mm-hmm. You know? Um
0: so so you weren't um so you couldn't find anything to, to, to keep your your, mm-hmm. your your routine up. So you what, you just started gaining weight from just not doing shit yeah. or
1: no, nah, no. Nah, I think uh my metabolism was pretty decent where I was still pretty yoked at the time. Um mm-hmm. I was I was always Kind of athletic growing up but i mm-hmm. never really hit the gym i wasn't like hardcore push-ups or sit-ups or hit the gym you yeah know? but in the middle once i joined the military at age 23 mm-hmm. um i always believed in calisthenics like push-ups and sit-ups is all you yeah, fucking yeah. need and a running you don't need mm-hmm. to go to the gym so i kept doing that mentality for a long time mm-hmm. and then obviously after my f- first second deployment uh, i was starting to gain a little bit more, more weight
0: so what you just stopped doing all that stuff or that yeah. uh
1: well my first my first two years in the military i was an active duty Mm-hmm. Uh, in Fort Irwin, mm-hmm. and we ended up, you know, we would work out every day, mm-hmm. you know, running or jogging, whatever the PT was at the time. So I was doing good, and then again, come come my first, my other two deployments. I think after that, I just wasn't into working out. I mean, I I was always always about maintaining, but it seemed. My bonsai was growing faster than my maintaining was yeah, catching like up. <laughs> yeah. You know? And you
0: never noticed it? Like like your body was changing no, or I like, knew. hey man, I mean this I mean, I'm still doing the stuff that I did years ago. Why is this shit happening to me now?
1: Oh uh, no, I knew is age gets you, man. Yeah. age gets you until you fucking <clears throat> defeat that that mentality. But I would I would hit the gym. Um, uh, I hate contract. So I would not I would not go anywhere near t- Uh, LVAC, Mm -hmm. nowhere near, I would do 24 hour fitness, but I was only going like once a month or once a week or just not, there was no routine for me. I just didn't, I hate the gym just because there's too many people, especially, excuse me, especially now who are on their phone, making the gym look like a movie studio, recording themselves doing one set and then just posting it and then like walking out to the another fucking next machine. Like what? Get out of here, man! <laughs> Fuck me.
0: Yeah, it's it's starting to become a, um, uh, starting to become a thing. Yeah. And to the point where it uh, disrupts other, other people. people's workouts, just yeah, like yeah. the last video
1: yeah. when we talked about Munoz and his fucking crying yeah, or his yeah. uh, his his.
0: But he was telling you yelling. that you were on your phone.
1: I'm on my phone between my sets, waiting for him to finish his set. Okay, so you know.
0: <laughs> So, uh, um, but yeah, it's starting to become a problem now. That you know, I like I sometimes I'll go into the gym and then they have people like have like their little setup. Like they'll have like their little a little tripod mm-hmm. and then they'll set oh up God, their phone. Really? Yeah. they will put the little tripod, nothing like huge or anything, but it's like, yeah, maybe yeah. like, yeah, it's about the size of this mic stand uh-huh. right here. And then they put up their phone and they're trying to get the angles right. And then, you know, they'll see it. And then if they don't like it, they'll reset it up again and then record themselves doing it.
1: Nobody cares. But,
0: <laughs> but I mean, I get it why they're doing it just because it's, it's cool to look back at yourself and see if your form, your technique sure. is good. Um, uh, cause I've, I've, I never did it like in, uh, uh, in the gym or anything, but like sometimes right here in my, in my home gym, I'll do it. And then I'll look back. I'm like, Oh shit, I need to work a little bit on this, a little mm-hmm, bit on that, mm-hmm. whatever. And then sometimes they, you do it for like, for pretty Pop- much business. Popularity. Well, yeah, but you know, I mean, some people get paid for that kind of stuff, you know, just, uh, just because of their their followers and and yeah. sponsors hit them yeah. up and like, hey, you have this many followers. We want to sponsor you. Uh, They'll send them free shit. And just as long as they keep doing what they're doing.
1: Um, if you're doing it as a business, cool. I get it. But what are the ch- one? What are the chances that everyone's going to be doing it as a business? Yeah. yeah. Two, and that's the
0: thing, though. Everybody's trying to do it as a business, yeah. but nobody not not that many people make it as mm-hmm. a business.
1: Um, uh. But for the most part, people they just want that okay let's say they're not trying to do it as a business they just want to post it on their on their social media and get that popularity votes and for whatever reason i don't know i don't care if i was to take a picture of myself because i rarely do Mm. um and i would use it you know hey um how do i look like then but i'm not gonna post on social media Mm. i mean i just did an update on that picture of myself at 17. um yeah i saw that you did yeah yeah Yeah, yeah, yeah. that was a for first time in like probably five years, I've done anything. I don't do swell you know? Yeah. Oh, I is I that what don't. it's called? Swolfies? I call it Swolfies. <laughs> okay. That's you know? pretty good. Actually. <laughs> I call it Swolfies. Um, and I should have changed it. My, my, I should have edited my things as you know, Swolfies, but, yeah. <laughs> um,
0: it's, it, yeah it does become it's a annoying. problem though because sometimes i'm waiting for that equipment mm-hmm. and they're you on, it, on it, it for like yeah they have the tripod on it or uh um they're using it for about 20-25 minutes it's like dude you're still on here and like what the fuck yeah Zero um, games. yeah so it, it's um yeah i can see why that can be a problem um but so you said in your first and second deployment you started putting on the weight you just and you didn't have like a clean diet even when you were a You were just eating whatever the fuck you wanted, right? You had a high metabolism. You were an active kid. You were um, uh, a breakdancer. <clears throat> so once you stopped doing that stuff and you just kept on with your regular yeah. habits, yeah. shit started uh, piling up on you. Mm-hmm. Um, when, did, um, when did you decide, it, like, hey, this, I need to fucking start you know, uh, getting back into shape? Okay, like so when was that moment when it hits you, like, "Fuck, dude, I need to fucking over, do something."
1: Over the years, I tried maintaining uh-huh. some type of shape. Mm-hmm. So again, I would just do, you know, obviously in the military, you have to maintain some kind of physical fitness, and I was always Are you pushing because sure? like, oh, I yeah. see
0: some of the guys there, uh, and I'm not, like, "Oh boy," that's because they regulate. <laughs> that's
1: because everyone else is lax. But in my mind, uh-huh. I don't fuck around with eighty percent. I go all the way until my two minutes is up. Mm-hmm. So in the mil I'm sure you know because they maybe might, might tells you, but yeah. You have two minutes to do as much push ups as you can. Mm-hmm. You have two minutes to do as much sit ups as you can. Mm-hmm. And you have a two mile run time.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Every single time, every single event, I push myself until those two minutes are up.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And for a long time, including now, 80 push ups, two minutes, I stopped there because I've already fucking maxed out. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I went above and beyond. Because mm-hmm. I think for my age group, 70, Four or seventy-six might be the max. I always go 80. For years I've gone 80. Mm. Sit-ups, I I I still keep going to my two minutes. Even though I know I'm not gonna make my fucking uh repetition, mm. I keep going. Mm. My run time I keep fucking going until I hit that cross that finish line. Mm. But you got fucking young ass goons out there, young soldiers who they're I'm a grader. I grade my I grade I I look at people's form. Mm. I'm pretty strict at my grading too. But you got these guys who are 25, 24, 18, and they quit at, like, they're huffing and puffing at mm. 15 push-ups. Men, mm. you, you can't do 15 push-ups. You've been in the military this long. Mm-hmm. They always ask me, what's my minimum standard? You know what your minimum standard? 100 fucking percent. That's what the fuck you, your shit is. And that's my mentality. It's always wow. been my mentality. It's always I have to maintain a standard for the military to be happy, so I, I, I maintain that standard. Anything Absolutely. beyond that. Anything beyond that, it's just me being me. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. So and
0: and and I tell her this too. It's like she'll come up to me and she'll tell me, like, oh, this person failed, that person failed. And it's like and I'm like thinking, I'm like, dude, aren't you guys supposed to be protecting us? Like are exactly. you guys you guys are supposed to be protecting this country. You guys are going to war. And I'm super fucking grateful for that. And but I get a little worried when I can fucking you don't have to be this super athlete eater either. But, I mean, if, if you're not able to uh, do this amount of push-ups at a certain amount of time or this uh, sit-ups at a certain amount of time or a run uh, for a certain amount of time, there's a fucking problem here. And I think, and that's the thing, though, too, is that I've I told her, too, like, like, I'm passionate about fitness and I, and, and, and I think that you guys should be, like, in a certain level. Oh you yeah, know? and uh, everybody, anybody that hits in any in any branch of, of of the military, you guys should be. Like I said, you don't have to be a super athlete. I don't expect you to be fucking deadlifting five hundred, six hundred mm-hmm. pounds or anything like that. But like some general fitness. I mean, because you know sometimes we go to war and fucking. <laughs> Bro, I'm scared. <laughs> and then, yeah, exactly, <laughs> I'm dude. Scared. And it's just like I mean, so so. I expect something out of you guys.
1: This is what this is. This is the issue, from my belief. One, we're national guardsmen. We only do this shit once a weekend, once a month, one week in a month. In between that time frame, you got these guys. They don't give a shit about fitness. Mm-hmm. If we were active duty, we'd probably be doing this shit every day, and it'll help us out. <clears throat> but these guys have their own lives. They have, and there's no excuse for mm-hmm. not being uh, in, in shape. None, yeah. whatsoever. Find, Absolutely, nothing. Find, something. find mm-hmm. something. And at the same time, you're right. I expect you as a soldier to act and look like a fucking soldier. Mm-hmm. If we go to a fucking war for whatever reason, I'm gonna sit there and you better have my back any Which way, which exactly. way you can carry that fucking rucksack, however you can, and make mm-hmm. sure that I don't have to, you don't have to. I don't have to rely. I'm dragging you because yeah. you failed your fucking. Whether you got shot or yeah. whether you
0: got shot or whether you're just like huffing and puffing, you can't get up. Again. Hell yeah so uh you so when was that moment Then, then when you had it all right i change? need a fucking yeah i need a change I the competition so that was the competition the competition so for the people that because I, I, I didn't mention this in the beginning and i'll probably in, in uh, say it in the in the intro uh uh jaime has been on the podcast before he was uh, a part of the, the the competition episode the one i judged and um that's probably why you uh he sounds so familiar But so that was the competition was the one that hey, I need to get my shit together.
1: No, actually, the competition helped me out. Uh I've I've been known to myself that I need to get my shit together, Mm -hmm. but the competition was the one of the driving factors. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't care whether I win or lost. I was in it to compete. What was the other uh, driving factors? Um, I was. I was. uh, I was talking to a girl at the time, mm-hmm. and I started working out for her. Oh yeah, to look good for her. Yeah. Oh really? Yeah. Unfortunately, she
0: did. She did. She mention anything about it? Like, hey, I I like guys with n- a no. Cause it's a, just your mindset as a man. Yeah. Like I need to get fucking a big ass chest, big ass arms, six pack. I
1: wanted to lose <laughs> my. I wanted to lose my 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 useless fat. Your your pants. Yeah, my pants. I wanted to lose uh-huh. it um, because, and I told her, but at the time, um, we were. I don't know. It didn't work out. Um, I don't know what I did. But anyways, I I told her. Like, I tried telling her, like, look, I started working out because I want to look good for you, you know? Uh Like, I was focused on making her happy, but...
0: You told her that? Yeah. What'd she say?
1: I think she was too too mad at me to not give a shit. Uh Who knows what? Who knows what's going on in her mind? Uh But, uh... It didn't work out uh-huh. and I tried, but anyway. So, so
0: you, so you started working out, you started working out for her mm-hmm. you were getting pretty good results.
1: Um, I told her that I was going to start working out uh-huh. Um, or I was actually in this competition. I was going to start doing keto and everything. And this was before like things got bad between us. And then, uh, but before, uh, but when we started, um, when she started beefing with me at I tried to get her back, and then I told her like, "Look, I did this for you, you know. Uh-huh. Like you, you motivated me to be a better person, an individual overall, not just in workouts, but other, you know, habits, good habits, and stuff like that." Mm. And she was going through her own um, dilemma <laughs> at the time, and so I just didn't didn't work out. Uh-huh. You know? so, so it hurts, you know. But uh,
0: so, so what? So, so once you know, once you guys broke up, from there, did you start getting back all, all that weight, and what did uh, did I was it? To, I yep. try to stay
1: focused uh-huh. because I was hoping somewhere <clears> down the, in the future mm. that she was going to take me back just because I was showing her that I was doing things for her, you know? Yeah, yeah. And it didn't work out. And, I, and, and ever since the competition, I just haven't been hitting the gym.
0: Ever since the competition, huh? And that was what? Like a few months ago? A couple of months ago? You haven't hit it up. You just haven't had the motivation to keep going. Huh? But I mean, even like the results that you got, because I, I, I told you and everybody else is like, dude, I was super impressed on your physique the most from out of anybody, from the transformation. I mean, I never seen you with your shirt off before you did the competition. Um, but uh, from what I remember, you were like a stocky guy. And when you took off that shirt, or even when I walked in through that door, I was like, you can automatically just see the changes in you and then when you took off your shirt i was like holy shit i was just like blown away so like even all that stuff didn't do like wasn't enough for you to just keep on going or like maintaining it or maybe taking it to the next level or anything like that huh
1: nothing man nothing she was she was my motivation and i told her huh. like i i didn't want to be the guy that <clears throat> waited till after the breakup to start hitting the gym hard i wanted yeah. to be the guy that like Hit the gym hard while I was in a relationship, mm-hmm. but I hurt my shoulder, my shoulders, both my shoulders. So I, I've been trying to, um, and I don't even know how. Like they hurt. I, I went from working
0: it, out, or what?
1: who knows, who knows. But um,
0: oh, what were you doing that you felt like oh shit?
1: For a whole month, my mm-hmm. uh, my shoulders have been hurting in pain, constantly, constantly mm-hmm. in pain, and I don't know if it's from working mm-hmm. out or something else, but. I did want to go see the doctors and I said have like some kind of third grade, like pretty much with a tendon that where the, the clavicle meets the shoulder blade is like deteriorating, not deteriorating, but it's like torn. Mm-hmm. So I didn't want to hit the gym while I'm still healing from whatever I'm healing from mm-hmm. and, you know, lift something heavy and re-injure my shoulders. So what just, all they
0: said was just heal, um, just rest up and just. The, the no, body I was supposed
1: won't. to, I was supposed to talk to uh, get a primary care, physician and mm-hmm. i i did the call but they never called me back so i called back again and now my next uh. appointment is august some bullshit you know uh. a month or two after getting this looked at mm-hmm. there's no attention you know they gave me medication but i don't believe in medication yeah and they gave me like some cream for some
0: cream for a tear
1: yeah <laughs> uh, i guess to like n- who knows what to numb it or uh-huh. i don't know uh-huh. so uh, but i haven't hit the gym because of that as well you know mm-hmm.
0: and so um uh, how do they feel right now? How do I feel? Uh, how, do, how do the shoulders feel right now? I
1: don't feel the pain. Uh-huh. So I don't know if it went away. I mean, m- maybe I need another x-ray to get them checked out. I don't know. Yeah, but,
0: maybe get a second opinion. Yeah. Maybe.
1: But I don't feel the pain. But before, like, even just, like, standing, I'd get a, a sudden pain in my, mm-hmm. in my, somewhere in here. Mm-hmm. But now I can pinpoint it out to the tenant between it. I forgot. There's some kind of weird medical terminology. That's with the A, like.
0: Oh, the AC joint?
1: Yeah. Okay, so
0: that's yeah, okay. So if it's your AC joint, yeah. so yeah, it's a tendon right there between your uh, uh the clavicle and uh right up by your by your shoulder blade. Um both of them. So both of them mm-hmm. you got AC joints. Mm-hmm. Um you never had any kind of accidents to where you landed on your shoulder or anything like that?
1: No, nah, I've been I've been climbing up and down vehicles <clears throat> for the last eighteen years. It could have been military related. I don't know. Mm. You know just
0: bad habits or just who knows or something yeah, like that. Who knows? Um, uh, but yeah if it's just like a, a a tear or some kind of like inflammation or mm-hmm. something like that then yeah like probably the best thing is just to rest it up and then the body will heal itself yeah but if it's just like a full tear then you probably gonna, surgery. but uh, yeah surgery but the thing is is that if it was like a full tear you'd be be wa- you wouldn't be walking around correctly oh, dude like your your shoulder will look like it's just falling off um hanging so I don't, yeah so i don't think it's that I think it's just probably that, and you probably need to rest it up a little bit. Um, but, I mean, I'm not a fucking doctor either, but uh, yeah, probably a good idea to go get
1: it, uh, a second opinion, maybe. Well, I'm going to wait until <coughs> my appointment, because he's going to... The mm. doctor's I'm assuming, he's going to pull up... I went to the VA. The doctor's going to pull up the record, the x-ray, and check it out, and then mm. we, I, I might do another x-ray. Who knows? Mm. But, again, I have to wait two months, mm. you know, to, or yeah, a yeah. month or so mm. to get looked at, you know? And I'm going... I'm also going... I'm going on my annual training this next week, mm-hmm. so I'm not trying to hit the gym just to like have that two weeks of sitting in the truck driving. Yeah, yeah. We're driving to Michigan. Oh shit! Yeah, so I'm I'm gonna hit the gym and get minimum results to mm-hmm. lose it all again. All right, so I'm gonna when when I come back, I'm gonna hit the gym.
0: So when you go off on on those uh, those trainings, uh, uh, they probably don't have a gym there, but I mean uh, they don't let you go out and you know. It's just tr- training the whole entire time.
1: We we'll are driving we are driving straight and uh-huh. by the time we get to our next rest stop, if mm-hmm. there is a gym, people can go, but mm-hmm. we're probably gonna just sleep in the auditorium or something, you know, wherever mm-hmm. we can sleep, just to get ready for the next night. Next next day of driving, mm-hmm. you know, eight, twelve hours, give or take mm-hmm. per day.
0: And how long are you gonna be over there in Michigan?
1: I I <coughs> think a few days. It's like a few days. Yeah, a few days there. It's it's like a like a week driving there, be there for a few days and a week driving back. Mm. So it's like almost absolutely zero time. I mean, I can make up, I can, sure, I can pull up, I can do push ups at a gas station when we fill up, but come on, man. that's <laughs> I'm not going to do all that.
0: Well, I mean, shit. I mean, uh, that's what you uh, believed in before?
1: Yeah, I sure did. I sure did. You know, man. you
0: know, doing your push ups and doing your calisthenics kind of work, you can probably start doing that shit right now. Letting the shoulders heal a little bit. Okay. So, <laughs> baby steps. Baby steps, yeah. <laughs> Well, i mean uh uh so i mean that's great to hear though that that you know you found out you 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 probably have uh uh found the what's going on with your shoulders and you're just probably just gonna let it heal up mm-hmm. you're doing something about it instead of fucking bitching and complaining like a bunch of other people and making that an excuse to fucking oh, yeah. to, to miss out on working out mm-hmm. um so right now you're just healing up right now you don't have a, a, you're not doing anything uh, physical or anything like that uh, how much do, we, do, do you know how much what, weight did you gain after the competition
1: yeah so <laughs> I went to I at the day of the competition mm-hmm. or the night before I weighed at 179 and then shortly thereafter I went to Jamaica
0: mm-hmm.
1: how was Jamaica? it was fucking great Yeah. <laughs> I mean it could have been better oh, but right. it was good that was good. That was good. Yeah, that was good. I hung out with some friends. Good yeah, friends yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: So and so, what you ate? A, just a bunch of shit over there.
1: Oh uh, yeah. Huh. Oh uh, yeah. Whatever. So before um Jamaica, before the competition, I was like, kind of really keto strict, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, you mentioned that on the, the podcast. Yeah. You were
0: just yeah keto. That keto was your thing.
1: Yeah, and then after the after the competition, I wasn't hardcore keto, but I am consciously aware of my in my intake the carbs you know mm-hmm. i'm not eating carbs every day mm-hmm. so i'm trying to like mm, <clears throat> minimize minimize my carbs like i'll still eat carbs you know I'll, yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll handle a burger but then the same day the next then you know a few hours later if i'm going to have another burger i won't do the buns or whatever fries or yeah stay i still stay away from sugars as often as i can mm-hmm. now whether that's helping me out or not i don't know but when i went to jamaica and I came back, I think I gained like 10, 10, 15 pounds. Mm. So I'm still like probably in 180s compared to 204 where mm. I was when I first started. Um, I think my last weight was like 189. Mm. Yeah.
0: So probably like those first 10, 15 pounds, just a bunch of water retention from all the carbs that you took in. Yeah. Because, or, I or mean, you're or, pretty much depleted from, from yeah. being uh, keto for such a long, for a period of time. So... You were probably pretty filled up. Yeah, when, and we were uh, drinking. When oh,
1: back. We were drinking over there too, in mm. in Jamaica, just pounding away those free, watered down, bottom shelf liquors. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you don't get no top shelf out there. You don't get top shelf over there. I mean, you we get, still had a good
0: time though. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I I don't think I don't think there was once I had a head change out there. Huh? Yeah. And all the drinking I was doing.
0: Oh, shit, dude.
1: Uh, I, I think I did have a head change, but only because I was hitting <clears throat> those Jager bombs. Yeah.
0: and That's your thing, Jager bombs? Oh, yeah, that's my, that's my poison of choice. That's your poison of choice? Mm-hmm. Shit, dude. That's
1: that's, that's how... And once I know I'm... A, I'm a, once I get that first Jager bomb in for the night,
0: it's... It's over?
1: Yeah, I know I'm gonna fucking have a great time. <laughs> <laughs> I I
0: Every go. single time, huh? Yeah. So, um... So, you came back, and then, uh... So, uh you stop working out you're healing up right now mm-hmm. uh so what's the goal after uh
1: you're training? healed up yeah training wise diet wise uh, uh so my plan is and i don't know if it's gonna work or not if i don't know if anybody else out there does it but my mm-hmm. plan is uh i guess uh every other month be on keto mm-hmm. and then the other month be consciously aware of my carb intake mm-hmm. you know So I'm going to, when it comes to the diet, I'm going to go on to keto. I'm going to, you know, do everything I was doing. I'm going to do my fasted cardio. I'm still probably going to do my fasted cardio. I'm going to do everything else um, every month. But diet-wise, food intake, I'm going to do, I'm going to alternate between keto and watching my intake Mm -hmm. next month, you know, if that makes any sense. Um, But I'm going to get back on to fasted cardio, intermittent fasting, uh, calorie deficit, because, again, I don't cook. So I have no choice. Um, Especially rice. Yeah, rice, <laughs> boy, <laughs> man. People, uh, all my friends have been hitting me about that rice. Yeah, story. yeah, that rice story, which I don't mind. I, I, I find it funny. Oh yeah, it's
0: hilarious. Yeah. I mean, like I said, we, I had to whoa.
1: clarify that rice, that rice, because people are. I guess somebody thought that it was uncooked rice. I was like, no, no, no. I would cook the whole pot and eat the whole pot. Yeah, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but then, uh, you know, it, it's a funny story, and I love telling it, You know, yeah, yeah. I have a, again a bunch of stories, man. Uh-huh. Um, but. Yeah, and uh, as for as for the actual gym part of of working out, um, I'm gonna probably pick back up on the gym life again, yeah. every day, um, mm-hmm. a few hours a day,
0: because
1: mm-hmm. even though my shoulders are fucked up, I was still working out my core, even though I haven't done it in the last few three weeks, mm-hmm. you know. But I was work, I was trying to maintain that core, mm-hmm. that, that the abs, of six pack. Because again, last time uh, I told you, I was gonna try to work on the eight pack, getting mm-hmm. like that those two digits yeah, on the bottom. Yeah, yeah. 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 Cause I feel them. It's just I. I but it, but, it,
0: but I mean, from um, it looks like from your, your body doesn't hold
1: a lot of
0: the weight in around your abdominal area. Mm-hmm. Like you, you still look like you put on some weight, but you still have those abs. <laughs> Bro, I I had abs at 204,
1: Apparently, so that's what I'm saying. Yeah, though. So that's I always what I'm had saying. abs.
0: Yeah, so you always had abs, so and that's what yeah. that's what cool about it. Uh, about Flabs. your, gen- but <laughs> about your genetics is that, dude. Like you can put on all this weight, but you still have uh, those cuts. You have, yeah, you still have those cuts. You'll spread all that fat all way around except for that abdominal mm-hmm. area, and a lot of dudes. I mean, I mean, a, a lot of men. That's what it, all the fat goes to. And that's what the last place yeah. it will get the right. love handles. Yeah, the love handles, the abdominal area, mm-hmm. all that. So I mean, you're blessed, man. So <laughs> flabs. So, <laughs> so you're blessed. You can be putting all this fucking weight on, and you still have your fucking abs. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. you, you met uh, uh, a social worker or a foster. Uh, yeah. And uh, and uh, it sounds like you you know a thing or two. It sounds like you're you know you're passionate about it. Did you ever think about doing something in that field?
1: No, as much as I would like to, um, uh-huh. it's just school and education and whatever else that I don't really want to do. I have other things planned up. I have other things lined up. I have a ten, five ten year plan lined up for me. Okay. And uh, once I retire, whether it's you know medical retirement or finish my whole nine years, mm-hmm. I'm not working for nobody anymore, man. I've yeah. got my shit set up. I'm. That's good, man. I got my shit set up. Okay. <laughs> there okay. you go. Yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> yeah, that's it, man. I got big plans in the future. And and if if the military decides not to retain me after my 20 years, mm. I'm not gonna cry about it.
0: Yeah, yeah. Mm-mm. So so what are these plans?
1: I'm gonna be a uh, rodeo clown.
0: Yeah? Mm-hmm. That's dope. Are you serious? No, I'm not serious. <laughs> that would be dope, though. That would be how, how exciting really would that be, you know? how would yeah, wow, that, that fucking adrenaline rush and yeah, that right? fucking massive-ass bull trying to <clears throat> fucking spear you.
1: Meanwhile, my shoulders are still fucked up. My I know. <laughs> like, Wait a minute. <laughs> <bit." laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's going to finish his job. No, uh-huh. um, rental properties. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to pick some up uh, very soon, shortly here. Um, Some rental properties, and then I plan to pick up some quadruplexes. Okay, and possibly rent those out, mm-hmm. you know, and then just set myself up. So I just, I don't have to work for anybody again. You have that
0: passive income and shit. Oh yeah, yeah man. You don't have to do shit. <coughs> fucking just, just collect checks. Contain.
1: Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. That's my goal, man. I would rather work because I want, not because I have to. Mm-hmm. Oh
0: yeah, absolutely. That's and that's what I said about, you know, my, my, my personal training thing, you know, I, I I told everybody's like, dude, I'm fucking tired of working for people mm-hmm. like I want to make, you know, I'm working my ass off and I'm getting fucking 15 bucks an hour. like, fuck this, dude. Yeah. I need a I need to I need to uh, start my thing. Like after this, I'm not working for anybody anymore. Dude. I'm going to start doing my own thing. And and I'm a fucking go for it. It might take a while to get get it up and going, but fuck it, dude. I, at least I, I'm getting I'm doing one hundred percent of the work and I'm getting one hundred percent of the rewards. Yeah. So
1: so in both levels, financially mm-hmm. and physically. Oh yeah, absolutely,
0: dude. So I mean uh it's it's uh it's a struggle and it's uh it's a, uh, fucking a hassle and it's fucking if I had any hair on my head I would fucking pull it. <laughs> At times, but it's super fucking well worth it, dude. It's, nah, <laughs> I can't, I can't it's like the only hair I have left, dude. I mean, shit, dude. I gotta maintain it somehow, some way. But uh, uh, that's fucking awesome to hear, man. And it's good for you. Yeah,
1: I'm glad that he brought me to Vegas. I'll tell you that.
0: Uh, man. Oh, yeah, man. It makes it. It sounds like he did. You know, the right. You well, know, you made that decision mm-hmm. too. I mean, he gave you yeah. a choice, right?
1: No, no. He came. You're coming. Oh, it wasn't okay, a choice. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. It wasn't a choice. But you know what? He gave me some really good um, knowledge and insights and how to take care of my life. He said, you got to take care of your job and your credit. Mm-hmm. You're good. Yeah. Yeah, so my credit's good. My job's good. So coming up from my background,
0: uh-huh.
1: yeah, there all the go. struggles, all the fucking pain, all the shit I fucking have to endure. Uh-huh. Uh, that's why I, want, I would like to talk to these kids in the, yeah. in the group home system and say, hey. There is life out there that you can make it, man. You can fucking be somebody. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm not rich. I'm not fucking, you know, balling. But I tell you what,
0: dude. But you are. Uh, you are a success story, yeah. dude. You're a, you're one of the few that that came out of those bad situations. And dude, because I mean, you're pretty much destined to fail with all the shit that you've been through, Fuck all it. the fucking obstacles and and the the, the bad luck that was just thrown at you dude it sounded like you didn't fucking say you know uh, why me why me you're like fuck it let's keep it fucking moving let's go and just uh you know there's uh, uh, another day
1: ahead I've, of us i've always been like that even after meeting my dad mm-hmm. i never, i wasn't dramatic i said all right pops let's let's you know whatever you want to do let's do it yeah yeah you know cuz i saw when i first met my dad um I was 12 years old and i saw by that time i saw already a lot of movies where the kid would be dramatic you're not my daddy and like run around run out the house yeah, yeah not me man i took uh-huh. that shit i was like fuck it i yeah, like it did. thank you dad
0: uh-huh. yeah. so there you go man you are a success story you're one of the few that came out of it and, and and uh and you're here to to tell the story and i hope you do do that to go speak to other kids and let them know like hey dude you know, yeah, you know what
1: sucks? I lost that guy's contact number. Oh, did you? <laughs> oh, my God. But
0: I'm pretty sure I mean, you'll be able to maybe find him or maybe, like, you know. It's probably do one of some my pants be- somewhere. Okay. But you go. Just go through your pants yeah. before you do the laundry, and then uh, you, you'll, you'll uh, find his number.
1: Yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm definitely going to talk to these kids. Yeah. It's sad, man. And you know what? And you know what also touched me, too, is uh, during the last um, day, uh, day, not day the day. Was it day the day? What's that? What's that festival they have there here in Winchester Park? Day of the Dead. Yeah, I think that's what it is, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the One on
0: on uh, what Pecos. is it? Pecos and Sahara, right, or Desert Inn? Around there, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. They have the day. There of was the dead.
1: a guy he made an ofrenda for the kids in a group home system. Okay. And so I was like, well, oh, bro, that's I like that. You know, mm-hmm. that, that, that touched me home. You know, because mm-hmm. again, there's nobody really out there that tells these kids, man. Like, there's, like, mm-hmm. I mean, you have social workers, but I think their job really is just to make sure that the kids aren't being mistreated, mm-hmm.
0: but not just that. But I mean, those the, those people they don't they can't relate Mm-mm. to them, you know. Mm-hmm. They can tell you like, "Hey, you know, uh, everything's gonna be okay," or they yeah. can tell you, you know, positive things. But they never lived through that, you know. They're mm-hmm. not going through the shit that you've been through, and you are a perfect example. Of like, hey, I've been through this. I've been through that. I've, you know. I know where you're coming from. And then, dude, look at me. I'm fucking happy. I'm doing my thing. I'm fucking, you know, uh, I have a life.
1: No reason to live on the streets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. After after that life. No reason. Mm. I think of all the kids that I've interacted with growing up in that situation, Mm. four of us Mm. made it.
0: Made it. Everybody else.
1: Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? I have one buddy here. I grew. We lived together in the same house back in the day when I was fucking twelve, mm-hmm. thirteen years old. He lives here in Vegas. yeah he's, he he's, he's doing good. Yeah, he's doing good. Actually, he's one of my friends. Yeah, uh-huh. I haven't visited him in a long time, but yeah, yeah. me, him, and his brother, yeah, we go back.
0: Dude, that's fucking awesome to right hear, dude. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. So I like to see my friends uh, make it past, past the group home.
0: Well, there you go, man. And I hope you do do that, though. I'm keeping a. Uh, uh, i'm gonna be keeping tabs on you every time i fucking see you it's like hey you doing that or what are we doing this yeah, or yeah. what Do you know but uh, i will because they yeah man they need they need they need that inspiration and they need somebody uh, real somebody real that went through this shit. like hey keep your head up man you know yeah so yeah this was a fucking awesome conversation we've been at it for about an hour and a half for real? Yeah, dude.
1: Man, I can tell you so much more, but that, that'll
0: be <laughs> for another we'll time. Fun. We'll do it for part two. But, man, thank you so much for coming on, dude. I really do appreciate it. And uh, if there's anything that you want to promote, uh, anything that you want people to go ahead and check out.
1: I have no promotions. I have no go. No well, no rep- I'm boring. <laughs> I'm bo- hey, I'll tell you what, though. Uh, uh, no, nah, I'm boring.
0: There you go. <laughs> Um yeah man thank you so much man for coming on
1: for sure for sure anytime man next time you need another interview let me know
0: all right